Hi, welcome to Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis Ellis, joined by Julio Gallarotti. What's up? What's up? How you doing, man? I'm good. And today we've got only Ryan here. We have only Ryan here. Chris yeah. is in Italy, living his best life. Wow, he loves it over there. He sure does. Um, well, guys, we have some, you know, sad, kind of sad news for you. Um, as as it is, with some changes that are sort of out of our control and that are not necessarily because of anything that we've done. Uh, the podcast will not be at Barstool any longer, and Francis will not be able to join the pod when it becomes independent again. That's sort of the you know, easiest way to say it. Nobody's happy about this. Um, we feel sad. Yeah. I am depressed in a way that I potentially haven't been in many years. Oh, no. I am going, I'm, I can't wait to go to sleep, and I don't want to get up in the morning. Oh, God. And, you know, I just really ask you guys during this really tough time, it, it would mean so, so much to the podcast if you would keep Ryan with us. Yeah. Uh, Ryan and I will be the sort of lone remaining soldiers. Chris is moving on to greener pastures. Um, and we're really proud of him. We really made him into a force in Fine the creative field. And, and he's an incredible young guy. And we're really excited for his future. Uh, and, you know, I promise you guys that I can deliver a quality product still. Hopefully, when Francis has time, we'll be able to bring him bring him into the pod. Um, and I can speak for you in this capacity, and you can confirm this. But like, you know, Francis was put in a very tough position where he had to choose between his job or not. And like, there's no way for you not to choose your job, mm-hmm. right? Is that fair? Yeah. I, I want to say that right because I don't want people to. I want people to understand. Right. Right. In, in order for me to have continued to do, oops, the podcast. I would have needed to leave my job. Right. Was kind of the way that I understood it. Right. Uh the two things that, and 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 I you know that makes sense. Uh Barstool is a massive podcast network and if they all of a sudden said that people could do independent podcasts and make revenue on the side, uh I think that just, you know, they 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 like to keep everything in house. So totally. that makes that makes sense to me. Totally. Our pod also sort of functioned in in a unique way. And I know that they've had some changes here with some of the leadership and they're kind of doing the whole big company thing where they're, you know, redoing it and trying to make it as oiled and profitable as possible. Uh, So we certainly understand. Uh, And it's interesting to be in a situation like this where there's nobody to be upset at. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of the way. It's kind of weird. (laughs) It's the beauty of how they set it up. It's They really insulate. uh, Companies insulate themselves well from, you know, people who kind of get a shitty end of the stick there's no one for us to turn to even if i wanted to be erratic which i don't know don't intend to be you know what i mean for a variety of reasons uh but uh i, I wouldn't even know who to go do it to yeah be erratic too <laughs> yeah I, I i would say that um if anything and and i would say that our experience here at barstool has has been a very positive one i think we found a lot of support in in the various people that have you know, work to sell our podcast, uh, to, to, to coach us how to come into the system. And, 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 you know, we were featured a lot on, on the big accounts and things like that. Um, so I, I don't know, I, I would say I appreciate guys like, uh, Brandon and, and Patrick and some of those guys yeah. and all the efforts they, they made on our behalf. Agreed. They, uh, it's been nice working with everybody here on my, you know, on my end because, I mean, you're going to keep working with those guys, theoretically. Um, yeah, everybody's been nice and supportive and you know, made a lot of friends here. Who I intend to keep. Uh, all good. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but I would also add, you know, Julio made a great point, which is that, um, you know, the pod lives on. And what I think was so beautiful about our podcast is that uh, each person that was part of our four-man team was absolutely vital and intrinsic and by another turn the pod can exist without without each member theoretically today we don't have chris you know uh we've we've never really done any episodes where either julio or i were missing there was one episode we did where where g missed i had to go to a funeral and it was when we had tom Tom segura on on, so (laughs) a a, a worthy stand-in um but 
<laughs> um, you know, with that said, uh, I, I don't think that any one person is, is bigger than the pod or that the pod comes undone without me um, or, or any one of us. And I'm excited for the next iteration of it and that it will continue on and that it will be familiar and that the people... All of you who have have come to love this podcast over the whatever four odd years that we've been doing it will continue to have it. Uh, I presume on on the same, same schedule. schedule. And uh, you know, like, and also, you know, this is my this is a big transitional kind of like moment for me. I, I, I th- I'm pretty confident that that this is going to work out and it's going to be solid. And and I think you guys will all enjoy listening still and all that stuff. You know. Um, but yeah, this is my, this is my lifeblood. I need it to work. Uh, so I, I really, I appreciate you guys. If you ride with me into the sunset. Hell yeah. Uh, I suspect they will. It, you know, it's been, um, an amazing kind of, we, we, we found this out a little over a week ago, maybe. Uh, I can't remember exactly. No, cause you went away. So maybe, we've known it for a little bit and uh in that time you know i've been on the road and there is a bittersweet sad you know karmic flower that is in this moment of knowing that that my role on the on the pod is is not to continue everybody that i've has come up to me has been like i listen to oops the podcast every single episode it got me through quarantine it it is my companion in the mornings i do it while i work out my boyfriend and i listen to it my husband and i my wife and i we long road trips it's as though i've gotten more compliments about the podcast and more people professing towards their steadfast loyalty uh, since we found out, which you know, just it it just is a, a a real kick in the organs in a way, um, and and very sad, but again, I think that um, if we look back, we have had such an amazing run. These are things we've voiced. Uh, we 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 outlasted, I would guess, ninety nine percent of podcasts. We had a four, four and three month year run, maybe long. And, and counting. Yeah. Forget. 400 plus episodes. Never missed a single episode over that time. Week in, week out, at least two episodes a week, fresh episodes. Never had to re, never released a, a rerun, never skipped a week. There was a complete commitment from this team, and it was matched only by our beloved audience. Uh, and it's meant the world to me. It got me through a really challenging time, and we've come to know each other all so well. And it's been a real bright spot in a in a world of inconsistency in a in a an industry that is really unreliable. I think our jobs are pretty unreliable. We don't know what's going to be one week to the next. You don't get six month severances to figure out your next move in what we do. Um. So yeah, for for my part, you know, mixed emotions certainly, but uh, very excited to see you guys carry the torch forward. And I know the the pot is in a really in good hands and in a really good spot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, it's funny. It, like going through all. This, so Francis told me about this when I was away, which I'm sure you were conflicted about. You're like, do I, I didn't tell him want on, to. Do I tell him on vacation? I told. I talked to Sierra about it, and yeah. I was like, I don't think. I can, in good conscience, wait until you get home. Yeah, because I w- I didn't want I wanted you to have all the information to decide yeah, yeah. about. I like, know, I, know. I agreed, and I think I think it was the right move. It sucked, but it was funny because this is like a proper tragedy. Because if you think about it, like, <laughs> oh no, I'll tell you why. No, it's a proper tragedy because like you hear about something terrible happens, right? You're sad, you're bummed out, right? But then the next day, you're like, you know what? Like it's okay, like da da da, and it's like and it comes in like waves. You're around people, you feel okay, then you're alone, you feel terrible, and it's like up and down, up and down, and it's extra complicated here because there's a variety of things. On one, the first thing I think about is like, oh god, like I can't afford my life without a podcast, period. So I need to figure that out. 
So the week I get back from, from, from my trip, which was a wedding. So it was a vacation. I needed to be there though. You know what I mean? So we turned it into a vacation. I was on the road and I'm bouncing city to city to city. And I'm just in my hotel room trying to like lay the groundwork to make this have no, no drop. I want to make sure that the second we're done here, the next week, right on the same schedule. Right. So doing that working crazy. And I'm not even like thinking about the sentimental side of it. I'm just mm. thinking about survival. I'm like, okay, we're going to get it there. We're going to get it there. Oh, it looks like we're going to get it there. And then it's like, oh, but wait, now it's just not, and it's not going to be exactly the same. And that's sad. And like, I'm going to miss Francis. I'm going to miss doing this. Dude, I told somebody after my show who had shared something with me that was like personal. So I felt the need to be like, well, you know, <laughs> while we're at it, <laughs> your day's not getting any better. No, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to go like that, but dude, she cried when I told her. Oh, no. I know, I know. And I was like, wow, like, I feel that way too. That's really fucking sad. Uh, so, you know, I can, we can talk about how great it's been and how positive it's going to be and all that stuff, but it still sucks, dude. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to be a downer. You know what I mean? I know I'm typically a pretty positive guy, but like, it's just hard. It's been hard, dude. I'm trying to like come to terms with it all and I will and it'll be fine and I think that this will be a special moment in my life and ho- hopefully yours too. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that you had, uh, you were, you were pretty positive And as you put it, which is, I've been there too, like survival mode. Don't have a choice. Don't have the luxury of, of, of reckoning with the emotional side of this right now. Um, so I had not seen or heard that, you know, I didn't realize because I was really sad right when we got the news. Mm-hmm. I went through that then, um, but I think that you know, gee, uh, I truly believe that as far as there, there are some things we can count on. One is the continuity of of our relationship. I still intend to call you almost daily. <laughs> Uh, I feel bad that I wasn't that responsive yesterday. Uh, I was I was out for a long day on the old golf course um, where I like to leave my phone because I'm preparing for a big golf thing. Um, but, you know, you're like, I, I, if we were to just fade away from each other, that would be, to me, the ultimate tragedy, at least at least from my standpoint. Yeah, no, dude, I, you know. I agree. Like, I don't, I don't see any reason for that to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, Francis and I are pals. That's part of why this podcast works so well and is so easy to do for so many years. Mm. Um, you know, I can't, like, I can't help, but I'm trying not to do this, but like, it's, it's funny to me that like, like the podcast was born out of <laughs> you, out of, uh, you know, your firing from here. Like Barstool just like kicking our ass. Is, I, it's hard not to acknowledge that. It's just hard not to acknowledge it. You know what I mean? Like we're just getting canned left and right in cold blood. And you know, maybe we deserve it sometimes. Maybe we don't deserve it sometimes. I don't fucking know, dude. But yeah. So like it's hard not to just like look at that logo and be like, fuck. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. just keeping it completely real. I don't think I'm saying anything bad. No, no. That's, I think that's I'm not totally bagging fair. on the brand. Um you know, it's an incredible place here and, and they've done some incredible things, but it's, it's, it's hard not to be like, oh, I'll, I'll show you guys, you know, oh, you don't want our pod? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. It's hard not to feel that way. So, you know, and I don't, I don't like negative motivation. So I, that kind of stuff's kind of fleeting for me. That's and, good. And if it were to go really well for, for me independently, I would ha- I would hold no sort of, I told you, I'm just not like that. Yeah. You know? Maybe maybe I should be more like that. I don't know who the fuck. No, is. no, I get but, it. So there's that, and dude, I'll say this too. Can I can I add something? Mm-hmm. So Hill Dog is is out of town for work, and so I'm all I'm alone in my apartment, which is not helping to be honest. <laughs> and I've been watching a lot of Frozen Planet Two has come out. Uh, <laughs> it's a wonderful program uh, that I recommend watching. Very very good. And as the years have gone on, and and global warming has sort of intensified, the the. The, the episodes become more and more grim as a, for a vast majority of the episode itself. So, and it's this really brutal thing. Cause you know, I'm already having, I'm having a tough time. I'm going to be honest. I'm having a tough time and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch some, some stuff and it's going to be beautiful. I'm going to love it. And then it's like, 
first and every step of the show is the most tragic thing you've ever seen in your life it's like uh you know the lion is trying to hunt they're like the lion will probably starve and die uh but if it does kill something and eat it it's not it's killing someone's child the lion kills someone's child and eats the child mm-hmm. and it's like well unfortunately that child may not be able to survive the winter because there's no ice for it to live on and therefore all the children are going to die and then the entire species is going to die and then you're going to die too we're, you're going to die too you're the coasts of the cities you live in will be underwater very soon potentially in your lifetime you're all going to die uh and then i'm like wow this is great <laughs> like, what a fucking I- terrible dark the hole. fact that you are in a in a moment of you know not having hill dog around and dealing with this major upheaval in our professional life you are treating it with deteriorating climate science documentaries <laughs> is so i mean i just <laughs> i would be watching the office or like I need some kind of palliative to to make myself feel better, <laughs> and you're like, let's just lean into it. <laughs> I did so. I didn't realize that I was gonna. It was gonna like compound as like this sad thing. I, I just thought, oh wow, I love nature. You know what I mean? But like the message is becoming more and more. <laughs> and dude, the like, okay, what about this? They show this walrus who's trying. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's some kind of walrus. It's trying to you know mate, and it does this thing where it blows a big bubble sack. It's like this pink sack, and it tries to court females. So in the beginning of the episode, it shows the walrus doing this, and he gets rejected. The female doesn't want him, and he's just alone, and that's it. Later in the episode, we come back to him because some fucking predator is hunting him. A killer whale <laughs> a killer whale does this thing where they, they swim underneath the ice, and they bash their tail, and it creates a wave that knocks the animal off the ice, and then they eat it. Oh, <laughs> So it's like, dude, this poor guy. Like, not only is he single forever, forever is not going to be much longer. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, dude, this is brutal. This is tough nature. And I guess part of it's like motivating, I guess, because it's like no one gives a shit, dude. No. No one gives a shit about you. And maybe that's what puts humans above animals a bit is that we have some sort of compassion to some degree, hopefully, which makes it so that we don't just walk in and, you know, rape and pillage and steal and feed right (laughs) we don't only act in our in the interest of our own survival right yeah right right. yeah um so i'm like dude all right well listen like this is my keep the climate below 1.5 degrees celsius raise moment wow so i'm gonna try to turn my attitude around well what we'll do you know what we'll do is we'll go out for a drink yeah we'll get some spaniels That'll be good. We'll fire up some spaniels, and that'll just, I think, you know, there's a great, uh, I was reading something, a post about a, uh, the the healing power of a bender. <laughs> and it's, a, I know it's total false, false science. It's just this bullshit kind of literary romantic idea that somehow saddling up to a dark bar, barkeep, whiskey. You know, at keep them coming. Let me get the barstool pat special. Yeah. Get, Shot keep them coming, beer, brother. And four drinks in, you're ranting and rate. You're complaining. You're singing. Yeah, to anybody that's willing to listen about your plight and Plo-ver-over. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get that guy a drink. Hey, get him a drink. Get him a drink. Shots on me. Yeah, and that somehow you emerge from that uh, healed, cleansed, renewed. I don't know. There may be something in that, that that you can find a rock bottom at the bottom of a bottle Mm. and try from there to swim your way out of Mm. it. But I don't know. I also don't think we necessarily need to go to those tips. Well, dude, I tried. I tried this method, actually. So Saturday night, (laughs) uh, I was going home. I had a spot. Weird show, by the way. Uh, Shout out to this guy, Chris Connell, Connell. Connell. Uh, he does a show where the audience is encouraged to heckle you the entire show, hmm. uh, which is an interesting experimental thing. I certainly was not good at it. I just was sort of overwhelmed. But they were doing it. They were doing it, but it was sort of like nice, which made it, which makes it harder. Like they're all joking. 
So like it makes it harder to, I don't know, I, I found it difficult. I'm mm-hmm. sure that there's people who are very good at it. I'm going home and I get a text from Zach, who's the guy who travels with me, not manager Zach, film, camera guy Zach. He, I paid him a little extra to do professional color on the video. He's a professional colorist. Nice. It, dude, it looks fucking sick. So anyway, he's like, he's like, what are you up to? He came over and we ended up watching some of it. And it was so sick to see it look so sick. I was like really happy. I was like, oh my God, dude, this is fucking, I was like pausing it to hug him occasionally. Wow. Uh, it just looks fucking sick. So I'm so psyched. Mid- middle of July, that's coming out, by the way. And it'll be on the Oops channel too. Um, and dude, then I wake up in the morning, hungover, feeling like shit. And it's funny, to your point, I'm like, fuck. And like, it was that hangover where you have anxiety. Yeah. Where like, you don't know what to do with yourself. Da, da, da. Yeah. So I end up ordering, I ordered paella. Ooh. I ate it. It was delicious. Interesting. And then like two and a half hours later, I ordered more food. I ordered like pad thai or something. It was just like an insane day. I eat the pad thai and I fall asleep like soon after. And I woke up feeling so shitty, dude, that I might as well just be like, "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) I felt so terrible. And I think that was my rock bottom moment. It was like this feeling. There's nothing you could do to relieve yourself. Uh, I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to like sip ginger ale. I don't know if this even fucking works. You were nauseous. I felt, yeah, just like stomach pain, pain, like sharp pains. Yeah. Which honestly, dude, eating a lot and going to bed. I don't know if everybody has this problem. That is a big problem. For is it in for that, you? In that you don't sleep? I don't or... digest properly. Yeah, no, or something no. happens where, where the, nothing happens to the food. We're, I am pretty good about eating as early as possible in the night and then not grazing after that. Mm, that's good. We've been, we've been have, we typically have dinner. We start to eat dinner at about 7 o'clock. Yeah. That's, that's a good time. Seven's nice. And then... Dinner's done. Clean up dinner by nine at the latest. I have a popsicle, <laughs> and I suck those puppies down. I've been sucking these popsicles down. The old nine p.m. popsicle. The old nine. And if it's later than nine, I don't let myself have the popsicle. So we're having our popsicles by eight thirty, eight forty-five. We're having the popsicles. That's a really good model. Yeah, and after 9 o'clock, because I don't want sugar, and I don't want to be digesting after 9 o'clock. I don't want that. I don't want it. No, it's good for you to to have a few hours where you're very awake, where there's no food going into you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I had had such a rough, uh, such a rough morning that I, I took like a 5 p.m. nap. I fell asleep after the bad diet at like 5 p.m. Mm. and woke up at 7, still exhausted and with like sharp yeah, that's a little, that's disorienting. Here's another good one. Don't eat two me- full meals within an hour and a half of each other. <laughs> of, of paella and yeah. pad thai. Yeah, Just insane. ethnic starch food. <laughs> Just full starch-based, you know. Oily. Oily pastas and rice dishes. Yeah, dude. Insane. I, had, uh, I haven't had paella. That's <laughs> crazy. Insane. I would have done maybe a paella, and then the next meal is going to be like an acai bowl. I need yeah. the, I need something on the other end of that spectrum. An acai bowl is a nice hangover late breakfast yeah. item. Doesn't have to be healthy. I'm not saying you know you need to get a salad for the second meal, but going wow, let's boy that that shrimp on the first dish really made me think it'd be nice in another dish <laughs> from Thailand. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Ty, dude, crazy. So, okay, did you go to bed? What time did you go to bed that night? Probably ten thirty. Wow, good for you. Maybe even maybe even ten. That's pretty solid. Yeah, and I had an okay day on Monday. Dude, no better way to take her home than sucking on a couple hangobies. Ah, uh, last the last hangobi on the pod for me, maybe. My mm. favorite, uh, this is probably my favorite right now, the calm. I know Francis has to be careful drinking it too hard during the day because it'll take, put him to sleep. Give yeah. Me a nappy, nappy, yeah, I'll be, I'll be falling asleep in a meadow. <laughs> There's some melatonin in one of these ingredients. Uh, the tart cherry has the it. The tart cherry. Mm-hmm. It's just really a delicious drink. Each hangobi tastes completely different uh, and really serve their own purpose. It's almost as if they're like three of their own brands within one brand. Yeah. It's been really cool to see the brand mature. And spread like wildfire. It's in over 500 stores, and they are continu- continuing to spread. If you see one on the shelf, grab one. But you can also go uh, online right now. Go to hangobi.com. Use promo code Oops I'm Hung, 30% off of your order. Uh, you know, throw it over a giant ice cube. Mix it with your favorite alcohol. 
the versatile drink that also has utility. We love it, and we think you will too. So check it out. Hang on, Actually, but I went to the, I had the dentist, dude. I'll tell you what. I have a you new. You went back? Yeah. I have a to new. To the dentist? Yeah. I have a new outlook on the dentist. It needs to go for a deep gum cleaning, uh, which, I, which I believe. There were some like, you know, my gums have been sensitive. And I was like, okay, this isn't just like a scam. So I go in and I, I've accepted my fate. I'm going to the dentist. Don't overthink it. It's going to be fine. This is a first world luxury. This is anytime <laughs> I go to places where there's, there's less money and whatever, like dental work is like the first thing that typically stands out to me. Mm-hmm. It's a thing that they don't have as much of. So I'm like, you know what? It's okay. I go, I get the deep gum cleaning. He did like a topical anesthetic. It is a little painful in theory. Mm-hmm. And he finds out I'm a comedian. And he starts pausing to tell me stories. Oh, no. And it's okay. The story's okay. But I feel the anesthesia wearing off. And I'm like, oh, no, dude. Like, <laughs> I start sweating. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I hope he just... And he's a very nice guy. He's this, <laughs> he's this Persian guy. And he's like, do you know... I can't do the, the like accent. But it's such a, it's such a distinct accent. Like, uh. Uh, you know, person from Iran, the way they talk. And he's talking about Maximini and Maz Jabrani and... Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. he's like, if you talk about me, he's like, say I was gentle. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I got him going a little bit, which is good. And then he gave me a discount. And I wonder, he goes, what? he goes, your work is is difficult. It's a tough job. And then I believe he gave me a discount because he found out maybe that I'm a comedian or something. Dude, this is so where, to this guy. you know, this is kind of what I'm talking about. Dentists, veterinarians, auto mechanics. These people, they, they, they operate in a world of, like, the customer has no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> they got you by the balls. They have no idea. They have no idea. I could put a line item on here in another language, and there's a good chance they're not even going to look at it. If, if they do, I could make anything up. I don't I don't feel that way about doctors. Mm. You know? Yeah. I yeah. feel like doctors you I have a conversation with them if they say you need to do this, I trust them. Uh-huh. I trust them. Whereas uh, our our you know what we started doing with the vet is both of the dogs get the same problem at the same time. They both have eye infections right now. They've given them to each other? I don't know if they gave them to each other or the fact that they sniffed the same thing or whatever. But we go, we bring one dog to the vet, we get the, the medicine for that dog, and then we give that medicine to both dogs. Do you have doggy benefits with your Barstool Healthcare? No. Come on, We guy, have Barstool. dog insurance. We have pet insurance, but I don't, as far as I can tell, it doesn't cover anything. <laughs> I, I, you know, and you always remember that typically the cost of a new dog is less than whatever big procedure we're going to have to do. So is this eye medicine expensive? Every visit, they do a fucking checkup. If you bring your dog in for some kind of issue, they're like, we're, ba- we're basically going to do a physical. And you're going to pay for it. And, and you know what that physical consists of? All right, read the letters. They, they like lift the leg. They lift another leg. Quick pat. Okay, dog's okay. It's it's that cursory. I'm tired. How much, how of, much are we talking? How much are we talking? That'll be two hundred bucks. One seventy five. Bro, vets are fucking out of out of line. <laughs> out of line, and and I don't know, man. I get a vet who deals with horses. I think they are earning their keep. Horses are a, a machine, and you need your machine to run right. But a dog, I don't know. A lot of the time, I just think these vets are just jerking my chain. Mm. Stuff, dude. Stuff. Not really trusting the vets lately. But They're, they ain't cheap. Dentists, mm. I'm glad you said deep gum cleaning. I felt like I did. Uh, that made sense to me. Yeah, deep gum cleaning. And he goes, your gums are going to feel better. And mm. they do. They do. They feel really nice. Wow. They feel really nice today. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to taking no, my, my uh, you know, I, I feel like the fact that I've taken a hold of my dental health at this point in my life before it was too late is a good sign. Yeah. You know, we can save the planet. And I can. It is still possible <laughs> that we can save the planet. And I can continue the pod. And I have a fun thing, Francis. I've, already, oh. I've been thinking about the new logo. 
And it has not done yet, but I, there's going to be a special homage to you. In, oh. in it you'll be able to see probably pretty easily once you know it's there. But I, I, I don't want to have you reveal more than you're ready to, but are you planning, what is you want to give talk about the format at all? Mm, yeah, we don't have to get into too much detail about it yet. Okay. Uh, I don't want to like like have an incredible idea in the next few days and have it change. Yeah. Uh, just know that it'll be palatable and... Uh, you know, familiar familiar and yeah. it's not going to feel like a, a big change you no know what i mean at one point we were joking around that we were trying to find a loophole where francis <laughs> yeah. would just be a guest on every single episode. every single episode <laughs> welcome back to oops the podcast with julio and our favorite guest today's guest francis ellis. francis ellis francis how are you well thanks for having me i didn't expect <laughs> to be here but uh here we are yeah. um dude but it's funny yeah to your point about the vets and and even specialized sort of like caregivers or whatever. Um, you know, your dog has to eat quail egg, half a quail egg only or it'll die. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. this specific diet is like absurd. You know what I mean? Game yeah. pheasant. Yeah. Game pheasant bone shards. You know what I mean? Whereas, dude, in Italy, the fucking, the cats eat pasta. Like I said, they yeah. just eat pasta. It's not dog yeah. pasta. It's just pasta from the table that they have left over right and guess what the cat's name is cat the cat's <laughs> named cat i swear to god my grandmother's cat was named cat that was the translation uh and that cat lived long so you know whatever i'm sure we're gonna get messages from vets about this uh, yeah I'm which sure would be good sort of cut us a deal cut us a deal um dude this is another funny random thing uh my dad so have i talked about this on the pod yet my dad is 69 years old have uh -huh. i talked about this on the pod no Okay, so if you Google my name, there's some sort of like AI fusion of my and my dad's information. So it comes up that I'm 69 years old and people think that I'm being funny. I've gotten like a, did you, did you see it? I've gotten like a dozen messages being like, dude, you're 69. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I didn't like hack Google, dude. What does it say? Yeah, six, yeah. Eight, there's all these pictures of me and then it says age 69 years. Is that a Wikipedia? Do you have a Wikipedia? Do I? Do I have it? Okay. Mm. But dude, yeah, so 69 years old and it's just hilarious that my fucking dad... And dude, speaking of which, my dad is now trying to lean into the fact that Again, stop me if I told you this already. That, that like he named me my name, and that this is an annoying name. So now he's for the first time in his life, he's acting like his name is so annoying. Oh, but like he never said a word about it. But now he calls me the other day out of nowhere. I have no idea where he's going with this. He goes, "Spit on my grave. I'm a motherfucker." I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about, dude? I had no idea where he was going with that. I don't know if he was saying that like he's a badass or something. Like, yeah, I'm a. I show them no, but he's he's saying that he named me my name. Oh and man! Therefore, he's a motherfucker. I'm like, Dad. As as what a, are you talking about? As a setup for a piece of news, spit on my grave and call me a motherfucker. Puts, hey, do you have a second? to absolute shame as far as inducing anxiety about what's going to come next it is absurd dude that would make me think if my dad said that to me i i would think he's about to tell me that he's done something he's done something truly horrific <laughs> truly horrible <laughs> yeah i know i was like what what's going on dude boy gee you're looking pretty svelte over there what are you yeah, wearing this is the modern prep short sleeve sweater polo. Huh. Perfect for any sort of European European journey. If you want to just put your hair back and yell. <laughs> you look like you could sit by one of those pools that's made out of rock. I do look like that. And it has the sea splashing up and over and into it. <laughs> half pool, half sea. Yeah, I look exactly like that's that. That's good. Yeah, dude. Yeah, very. Ooh. You're wearing the blended linen tea? I got the blended linen tea. I love a linen tea. Nice and light for the summer. Looks really good it's on you, It's got that sweet texture that I love so much. Good color on you. Express has a ton of versatile, amazing options. Pretty much everything you need for any event. And that can go for, you know, Sunday morning going to get coffee to an, an entire wedding weekend. You can mm. wear every single thing from Express for that whole weekend and look perfect for it. Um, definitely get over there and try some out. Designed for real life versatility in every occasion. 24-7 comfort. 
premium quality and details. Really good stuff. They got everything you need, like we said, polos. Per, the, the Pima cotton tee is amazing. Also, these linen tees. I love this polo. And the button-down shirts. Uh, they also have suits that are amazing. Uh, Express is always running awesome sales. So we are excited to announce that we have code OOPS for 10% off of online uh, that you can use in addition to the deals that Express already has. Head to express.com right now for your summer wardrobe. Dude, speaking of, of volcanoes, I was I, I'm one of the nature shows that we're talking about, you know, active pools of lava. And I guess there's only a few of them in the world. And I've seen one. I didn't realize that when I was looking at it, it was Whoa. significant. There's seven lava pools, exposed lava pools. Hmm. One of them is in Nicaragua. I happened to go see it. And wow. I remember seeing the lava and being like, Jesus. You saw some bubbling red lava? Yeah, just red lava. And it was nighttime too, dude. So like you, wow. could, you could really only see the red lava. It was sick. That's, you know, that's, that's my pretty spooky. That's my that might sprinkle. be a little spooky for me. It's a little spooky. It's, little it's spooky. far enough away. I, uh, if you touch that, it just burns your finger right off. I, I guess. I don't really know. If you were to put your hand in there, is it when you pull your hand out, is it gone? I don't know. I'll find out. You know what I mean? It's a good question, dude. I'm thinking about <laughs> in um, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, when Schmeagol falls into the lava and the ring is coming right after him he falls in because mm. they throw it in finally and he disappears under uh i can't remember if i thought that his body was just being incinerated almost in real time you know mm-hmm. melting into liquid or not it's like molten rock yeah it's how you isn't that how you sort yeah. of forge Steel? I guess, dude. Maybe? I don't know. I mean, how good was that movie when it came out? <sighs> Holy shit. All of those I know. movies were just unbelievable. I remember finishing the second one and being like, oh my God, the third one's going to be sick. And then it was. Yeah. It was the best one, I think. That's great. Um, dude, okay, I have a good story for you. So we went to Sugarfish for Father's Day. Hmm. And, you know, my dad came down, whatever. I got him, I'd gotten him a little couple of little gifts, whatever. We go to lunch, a little Thai place, great. Whatever. They stick around long enough. I showed them some of the Afghanistan stuff. Um, and then they're like, well, why don't we go to dinner? So we go to Sugarfish, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to pay because it is uh, Father's Day, all good. So I guess I go to pay. Normally, I think my dad would have resisted, but like, I would have still been able to, but I forgot that like the stuff with the podcast is happening. They obviously know about it. They're worried about me. And when I went to try to pay, he was more resistant than typically than typical. So first he starts blocking me. He starts putting his <laughs> hand up, blocking me and he gives his card. And I'm like, it's father's day. It's father's day. And the waitress goes, well, it is father's day. I then give her, she takes my card. He then grabs her arm. I'm like, dad, you're assaulting her. Dad, you're assaulting the waitress. You're assaulting her. And he goes, okay. And he grabbed her, dude. I was like, Jesus. And the people next to us are laughing. And, you know, whatever it ends up being. And she goes, happy Father's Day. She hands the check back. My dad's very worried. He's like, oh, you know, you don't have a job. I'm like, it's, it's going to be okay. And then the guy sitting next to us goes, aren't you that comedian from the podcast? Uh, I'm like, oh, wow, damn, dude. Yeah. You saw full Big G moment in action. Yeah. It was a nice, a nice little... Which, and I can't, I, sometimes when people say it like that, I can't tell if they're like downplaying it uh-huh. or if they really just like saw me sometime in a clip. Because it, it's the beauty of the pod. It has good wide reach mm-hmm. in that way. You mm-hmm. can you can experience, you can taste us any way you like. Yeah. You know well, ooh. Yeah, baby. I'm running yeah. the tip of my tongue. Running the tip of your tongue. Um, but yeah, dude, I thought that was pretty funny. But my dad fucking assaulting the waitress, dude. I've never, <laughs> he grabbed her, dude. He grabbed her. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I guess it was fine because it was like, but that is when trying to pay for the check goes too far. Yeah, probably. You know? Probably so. I don't know that assault is, uh, is it's worth- It's not the answer. You know, worth the price of a couple of, uh, what are they called? Hungry me's? Please me's? What's the, what's the menu thing you order at? Oh, trust me. Trust me. <laughs> Please me. Uh, trust me. Yeah, yeah right. the trust me. me. Dude, in, in Iraq, there's a, like, because it gets so heated- who's trying to pay for the bill. Mm. There's a sign in when you walk into restaurants that says everybody is responsible for their own bill. Wow. Because fathers are, I'm paying! Yeah. Like, ruining the dinner for everybody else in the restaurant. <laughs> um, 
so it's kind of sweet. But. Dude, I uh, I went to a wedding. Oh yeah, in, in, in New York. In New York, which was a really fun experience, getting to sleep at uh, at home. And I'll say that I thought being able to just be sleeping at home would make things easier, but because it, the wedding was so close to where we live, the do- you know we didn't take the dog. We didn't like bring the dogs to Sierra's mom's place for the weekend. And we just sort of like took them out before we left, had a dog walker, which meant that, and that meant that they were inside longer than they typically are, which meant that the whole time I was at the wedding, I was worried about them. Mm -hmm. Thinking that they thought we'd abandoned them and that, you know, they were sad. And they are (laughs) defiantly, Getting new and eye infections to make yeah. you have to pay a large rolling bill. around in their feces <laughs> because they couldn't hold it despite whining and begging to be taken out. Just all these nightmare scenarios I'm going through <laughs> my head. So that was a tough thing to not relax about. I also had to. <laughs> it was it was a Friday wedding, so I had to work on Friday, and that meant I was pretty much rushing from work to go home to take the dogs out, get Ruby from daycare, and then uh, put on a tuxedo which I hadn't done in a long time. And then I checked to take an Uber to the beautiful Brooklyn Botanical Gardens, which is where it was. Mm -hmm. And at that point, to take an Uber, it was bad traffic. It was going to take 35 minutes. And I had to get there faster. So I decided to city bike (laughs) in a fucking tux and patent leather shoes. And and, and people keep looking up at me and I'm stopping at stoplights and people are saying, wow, nice suit. They kept saying, nice suit. And I kept wanting to say, it's a tuxedo. <laughs> was anybody mocking you? Were they like, yo? No, they, they weren't. They were appreciative. They, they liked how good I looked. But I, you know, I got there. Beautiful <laughs> venue. Loved it. Really beautiful. A stunning couple. Truly wonderful. Um, and the one thing that was funny that I want to tell you about is that they had this great band. This great band. Uh, really strong band with a, with a front man who very you know Justin Timberlake vibes kind of giving you know that's that's the vibe he's going for and um, he had all these great musicians behind him but it was like his band you know the John Thompson band and he's John Thompson I don't know it's obviously not his name but uh, he had the best musician in the whole band was the guitarist. He had this guitarist that had long hair, long hair, straight hair, who was absolutely astounding at his, at playing his instrument. Did they played Freebird and he nailed the solo, the really long solo in Freebird that is like the hardest level on Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. Um he was just incredible at soloing, I mean shredding his guitar during the speeches, he turned his earphones so that he could he and only he could hear his guitar and just couldn't stop playing it silently so this is a guy that cannot stop playing his (laughs) instrument he's the kid in band class in fourth grade that the teacher has to like send to the principal's office because he just keeps banging the cymbals or (laughs) blowing on the french horn whatever can't resist and i was watching this guy i was amazed by him now the guy who led the band in one moment, there was a moment where, I can't remember what song it was, the guitarist comes to the front of the stage and he's soloing. And the leader of the band also had a guitar. But throughout the night, he would take the guitar off, hand it to some tech aide, and just sing. Or he would switch to an acoustic guitar. During this particular solo, the main guitarist is soloing his face off and the guy, the leader of the band, comes up over him. They sort of like lean shoulders in, and the guy leading the band is now soloing too, going like... Are they back to back? Like playing together, playing next to him. But dude, I play the guitar. The guy, the leader of the band, wasn't playing. What what was he doing? Faking it. Oh, interesting. He was pretending... To solo. Did it appear that he actually was to any to a person who didn't know? Like it, me? Maybe if you didn't know, 
But the reason I knew was this other guy that I at the wedding that I'd sort of become friends with came up to me and he goes, dude, I don't think he's playing that. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so glad someone said it because the way that he was moving his fingers were not in sync whatsoever with any, the only guitar sound that was coming out was from the main guitarist who was soloing. Mm-hmm. And this guy was just trying to make it seem like he too had the licks, had the chops to c- keep up on some duet solo. <laughs> and he's faking it. He's go- going all over the place and doing it. And I'm like, and then, and, but then stopping and then the other guy's still going. And you're like, well, nothing changed. We're only seeing this guy play the guitar and this guy's faking it. Dude, hate to say it. I think, I think that that is a musician's stolen valor. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that, there's got to be some kind of a code among musicians that you cannot take credit for a solo or that you don't fake play your instrument while you're up there. Don't you think? So I don't even know how he would pull it off, though. So they were both playing, and somehow that gave the illusion that the other guy was playing as well, even though it was just the one guy. We all knew that the other guy was playing. Right. And about halfway through his solo, the leader of the band starts feigning that he is soloing as well and that the two of them are soloing together but did the sound not change of the and dude, there's like three there were like on. two trumpet players oh, a it. saxophonist a bass player a keyboard player drummer there was enough right music that you know most people were all just dancing we're drinking we're nobody's paying attention mm-hmm. to the musicology of one member of the band really right and except me because right. I'm an idiot, and uh, and then this other guy who confirmed it for me. So I thought Hilarious. that that was I thought that was pretty funny. That's pretty good, dude. Yeah, it's pretty good. The wedding was lovely, though, man. Have you ever been to the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens? I have. Yeah, it's right next to the Brooklyn Museum, right? Park Slope. Yes. Grand Army Plaza. Yes. Yeah. What beautiful. a beautiful place. It's beautiful. And, um, during one of the speeches, the 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 couple was referred to as a power couple. Mm. And I agreed. I agree with it. I think that they are. They're they're really awesome people. But it did make me wonder, what is a power couple? What does that mean? Mm, this is good. What's a power couple? A power couple, in, in my your mind, mind, yeah, is two people who are sort of like prominent and pervasive in their field, and they both have important jobs and make a lot of money, and they found love. And are equals in that. In in uh, they're still on an even playing field. Got it. So it's it's career related. To me, yes. Interesting. But I don't know. I was trying to think of the couples, the other couples I know that I would consider to be power couples. And to me, a lot of it is social status is is what comes to mind for me. Mm. Because I, I, I picked the couple and I'm like, yeah, well, a lot of people would probably say that they are a power couple. Well, what what is it that makes them a power couple? <laughs> And to me, I thought it was, I, I have a very dear friend couple who have totally kind of different friend groups in a way, but their respective networks, their respective friend groups are all kind of prominent social people who, you know, make a good money and are active and around they're just in the mix they're in the scene and to have combined their respective networks creates an even bigger Mm. kind of world at at that they sit at the center of i think that works too especially in like a you know city elite sort of like a power couple like one of the members of the couple may not do anything but she's on the board of the met and she's on the board she's on the board right i mean she doesn't do anything Except beyond the board, which yeah. uh, newsflash doesn't require doing much. No, somebody pays right on the board. <laughs> There's no, you don't got to do, you don't got to do nothing. I think some boards do. Maybe you have to be approved. I'm pretty sure that the money is the one feature that require. You know what I mean? Yeah. As a quote, whatever. So, but to your point, like prominent people in society, agreed. I think that that could be like a power couple situation. Well, okay. Like the the daughter of some prominent guy who's like you know what i mean like an an aristocratic daughter mm-hmm. marrying a rich guy is right. a power couple even though the aristocratic part of it maybe has less money than they once did right right, right? 
to your point. I, I think that's exactly right. And I think you are, you're touching on it perfectly, which is that, uh, think back to, you know, when William of Orange and the, you know, the, so it's like the son of the, the Duke of Denmark is arranged to marry the daughter of a king of England. And that marriage is created for power. Mm -hmm. It's created for power. We are allying our households. We are, we are bonding um, the monarchy of another powerful country with the monarchy of our powerful country through marriage. And they will create a, an heir or a child who will be powerful. Mm -hmm. And it's this combining of powerful families that creates the original power couple. Totally. And the concept scales down too. like a dear friend of mine, Muhammad John in Afghanistan. He was my trusty right hand man over there. He was explaining how marriages get arranged and stuff there. That's like mm. pretty old fashioned like that. But for example, if I was your father and I met, uh, you know, or I knew of a, a friend with a daughter or something. The only thing that matters in me arranging you with her is that she comes from a good family. And I even asked him, I was like, okay, well, what if like, she's very beautiful, but the family isn't that good. Does that like change the, he's like, no, the only thing that matters is the family. If she comes from a shit family, my father will not want me to marry her. And shit meaning not wealthy. Not, no, like don't have, a, he said this, these were the, the factors, money, a lot of family members. I was like, okay, I guess <laughs> they have a nice family. They're good Muslims. Uh -huh, Those uh -huh. three things are like the important thing. And then you get set up and you have no choice. But if you want to get married again, while you're still married, if you want to have a second wife, you can pick your second wife. Oh. Which is a big loophole. Oh, fun. Uh, wow. You can pick your second wife. But he also said that if, he only has one wife. But he said that if you intend to have multiple wives, you got to have money because they can't live in the same house. Right. Or they all fight with each other. Right. So, but they, you know, some people get married three or four times over there at the same time. Wow. Which is pretty nuts. I, um, I remember I dated a young lady once upon a time who, as, as we were breaking up, she told me that she thought we were a, a g good for each other because we were a power couple. Mm. And I remember thinking, I... I don't know why y you would think that I have any power whatsoever. I have no power. <laughs> I'm not a powerful guy. I'm a goof. I'm yeah, a goofball. Yeah. yeah, but 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 you could say that you could participate in a power couple because you know you're a prominent comedian. Like, I would need I would need a powerful lady. I would need you know big time lady. But power couple can be relative, also. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not suggesting that you are or are not in a power couple. I mean, you know, I don't really use that term very often. Mm -hmm. But I'd have to marry Margaret Thatcher <laughs> or Hillary Clinton. <laughs> who Who do you think for a okay? Shoot me straight. Okay. Shoot me straight. Power here. couple: Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> a power that's couple. a little PC right there. A little Pete power cup. Um, is that what you were gonna ask me? I was gonna ask you, you, you who who could I marry today? If uh, you know, let's say hypothetically, Sierra and I were not married, who could I marry today that would give me the biggest badge of power couple? Who's my power? Well, here's couplet? the problem, bro. You need the proper person because you you can get outpowered. In which case, you're no longer a power couple. What? You're just a bitch, dude. What? Really? Yeah. If you married fucking, I don't know, whoever, like, who's a rich, powerful woman? I don't know. Um, Michelle Obama. Ronda sure. Rousey. Yeah. If you, marry, if you marry Michelle Obama, you're not in a power couple. Oh. Because, because, she, because it's- She's so much more powerful. And you. everyone says that that's not a power couple. That's a powerful woman who to whom a the moray eel that is Francis Ellis- And dude, listen- Has he, latched his fangs. Correct. You currently are could you could argue are a member of a power couple. I yeah. know that you know your wife is transitioning careers, but you know there's nothing to suggest that she, you guys can't retain your power couple status because she was a prominent uh, leader of a big team in a big company and yeah, a lot she, of friends. If she she's, wants to do that again. She can. She's got a lot of friends. Therefore, you could argue that you guys were and are 
a power couple because mm. you are titans in your respective industries and therefore mm. you are a power couple. I think you guys are a power couple. I'm okay with that. I think you guys are more, are, you know why? I accept that. Because you guys are good looking and <laughs> you're, you're, you're always, you present well together. Thank you. You guys are, are a, a brand. You are at events and cool things, mm-hmm. and then you have very different careers too. I think mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Yeah, you know, you're not you're not vertically integrated. You're horizontally integrated. I don't know if that's. I never remember that. Well, keep riding with the pod, everybody, please, so I can maintain my power couple. Status. Yeah, power couple it up. It's funny. I have so the the same friend who makes fun of me who like likes to bust my balls in like a fatherly way with the one who does the alahala not good looking uh, that guy <laughs> Lebanese guy who fucks with me. He likes to say that Hillary is out of my league. He goes, at one point, she's going to figure it out. Oh, God. <laughs> That's not very nice. I know. He's just busting my <laughs> It's pretty funny. She's going to find out someday. Yeah. I didn't tell her. I didn't say anything. <laughs> she's going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Mm. Pretty funny. Um, dude, okay. So I guess actually that's probably a good place to stop. Yeah. Um, guys, you know, next, uh, sorry, this Thursday, um, you know, our last our last episode in this format, um, but we're looking onto the future and looking forward to the future of Oops the Podcast. Uh, uh, in the meantime, Francis, what do you got coming up? Oh, yeah. Let's see here. You know I'll be in Phoenix, Arizona in September. That's September 19th weekend, September 20th, something like that. Then on to Toronto and all these other places, uh, Providence and Boston and all kinds of fun. Oh, and we're going to be doing our uh, New York City first live barstool stand-up show, calling that Dollar Slices, uh, which is going to be awesome at Chelsea Music Hall. That's on July 12th. Uh, You can get tickets for that on the Barstool website. You'll find it. Um, I'll be advertising for that. So come out, guys. And Julia, what about you? I'm at Vulcan Gas Company, Austin, Texas. Two shows. Would love to sell both of those out. Um, Come on down, guys. It should be a good time. Uh, and I want to say thank you to everybody who came to my shows down south, Raleigh, Atlanta, Nashville, all, you know, electric turnouts, really, really fun. Uh, and then in the fall, I'm in Detroit, Seattle, Jacksonville, uh, St. Pete, Florida. <clears throat> uh, I'm trying to get Toronto in the books too. A few other cities, not Julio.com uh, for all the updates. See you there. Facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Where are they flying? Where are they flying? So for benders, new research shows that it takes at least two weeks for the brain to start returning to normal after a bender, which on average is between one and seven days. So let's say three to four days. So about a week. Okay. Fortunately, I'm not doing that very often. If if at all. That's a long time. Six hour bender is all I need to derail me. (laughs) And then lava. Falling on falling into lava would be a terrible fate. This is a you know, there's tons of definitions you can find online, but I find that the most entertaining ones are from Quora, where the people get yeah. them. So th- this is that format. Falling into lava would be a terrible fate. If you didn't fall in too fast, you would float, so you wouldn't sink in and be consumed instantly, um, or within three seconds. Your clothing and hair would catch on fire almost immediately. You'd probably try to swim or push yourself out of it. Only to have your hands and feet start burning, you would scream and then inhale hot air, which would scorch you from the inside out. Oh. Uh, under those circumstances, death could not come soon enough. <laughs> yeah. um, and then if you did fall in fast, if you did like a pencil dive in, uh, you'd be killed on impact and would explode. Wow. <laughs> okay, so then that to me Jesus. means that if you fall into <laughs> lava, you should dive down. Well, you should try yeah. to go under. You should go under. You think that's fair to say? Unless someone's trying, if they're throwing a rope out and you're trying to catch it, if you know you're gonna die, you should. Yeah, but if that's happening, then you you stay as as with your arms out and you're trying to stay out as as thin as as possible on the top, as much surface area, because you don't want any of that to go under. Right. What do you mean? You want to well, survive? Yeah, yeah, you need to stay on as 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 on top of the water as you possibly yeah. can. So if you're falling in from a large, if uh, you're falling into the, you're fucked. Yeah, if you're f- hurtling towards the lava, <laughs> you are going to die. You're going but to if explode. You get, somehow get placed into it. You have if you seconds. are laid gently down, 
on top of the lava somehow. You should do everything you can not to move. <laughs> yeah. You must maintain as steady and as stiff of a position in the hopes that the current will drift you to the edge and then you can gently roll out of it. So you have like 80 seconds at most under the most ideal circumstances, but I don't see how you can get placed. I think of like Michelin star restaurants where they have the little things for garnishes. Mm. They place, that's the only way I could imagine yeah. someone getting placed soft enough to not But sometimes the lava explode. slowly moves in a direction and like if it, it were can. to slowly engulf you. If you saw, oh look, it's pushing me towards that ladder over there. I don't think I'd be relaxed. <laughs> no, but you'd have to be though. That's the most important moment. All right, so what do you, say you're running away from lava that's coming toward you. And you're running away from the lava, and you, you end up on like a, a, sh- a short cliff, and beneath you is sharks. Do you dive into the lava, or do you dive into the water with the sharks? Oh, that's a tough one, pal. I think, dude, I sadly, think I'm going sharks. You gotta go sharks, because at least there's a chance of some variable saving you, whereas with the lava, there's, you're fucked no matter what. If you touch the lava, you could potentially get away from the sharks. I'd also rather be ripped to pieces by sharks than engulfed in flame i've burned myself on a hot pan before and you scream and that's a tiny little part of your body from nothing as bad as Mm. lava but it's quick and certain i saw a video last week some guy in russia was swimming he's 20 he's either 23 or 25 and he got attacked by a shark and we talked about this on like i think last week drowning and getting eaten alive That's brutal. Brutal. I'd rather just explode. (laughs) Yeah, but you better hope that that lava is deep enough then for you to just really dive straight in. Dive. You got to dive in there. Yeah. I I would take that risk. The shark's brutal. The video's brutal. Hmm. He dies? Yeah. And I wasn't searching for it. It's like the the way we talked about how Twitter has been. You open up the app and something you never followed is just someone getting murdered. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. All right. Well, yeah. That's it. Oops, Pod. Appreciate you all. We'll see you guys on Thursday for the last episode with Francis.